Hey, everybody. I'll start um, bringing everybody into the meeting one by one. See how that works. This all works. So I'm giving permission to folks who uh, you can turn on your webcam if you like. Uh, you can just sit back and listen if you like. So let's see as people come in. And there's um, a feature. Uh, it's called gallery view. And you can take a look at other people's cameras. If you if you want to. Hey, Ben. Jay, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. And Julie. Hello. Hey. So let's see. Session started officially about a minute ago, but um, sometimes people join late. And so uh, I'll give everybody a few minutes. And um, your camera is on and you can turn it off if you want and your microphone is on, you can turn it off if you want. I think you have control. And if you wanna ask questions, feel free. Um, Matthew says, it's good to see my face. <laughs> so uh, you can use the Q&A little feature to ask questions or, you know, you can, this is a, a meeting essentially, a coaching session, so you can just ask questions with your voice if you wanted to. Um, and there's a few things like raising your hand and chatting and questioning. So I'm not sure if I can do it all at the same time. It's just a lot easier if I see your face and you want to say something. That's cool. Um, and... So I'll keep looking for people attending and joining us. Looks like Aaron is going to a job. <laughs> no, unfortunately, no, I'm on my way home. Oh, okay. Oh, nice, nice. Well, thanks for coming. Um, I opened it up to uh, 30 some people, but sometimes uh, people just can't make it and for various reasons, that's okay. Because um, they have a job or um, they're gonna watch it later and that's just fine. So um, what I'd like to do today is um, a little presentation. I made some slides for everyone uh, to hopefully enjoy today. And then we can open it up um, to other things you guys wanna, and gals wanna talk about. Um, so I have some ideas about getting the phone to ring. 
and uh, like to open it up to your questions and uh, open it up to discussing anything you want. Um, please share your ideas. If you have things that are not working or working, that's cool. Um, uh, I don't have all the answers to everything. I have all the answers but, to uh, if you wanted to just open it up and tell everybody what's going on in your neck of the woods, how's business and things like that, um, that, that would be helpful to the session for everyone. So thanks for coming, everybody. I'll keep an eye out to see if anybody wants to attend and I'll promote them up um, to, so they can join the discussion. So this is a home inspector coaching session. Number two, um, Ben Gramico from InterNACHI. Uh, you may be taking the masterclass at nachi.org slash masterclass. And inside the masterclass, you can um, register to attend one of these coaching sessions. This is our second one. Um, first one was a lot of fun. Um, and this is our second one. And I uh, usually share some ideas in the beginning and then I open it up to everybody so we can talk about anything related to inspecting, training, certification, um, business, marketing, anything like that. So yesterday I made some slides to share today about how to make your business phone ring. So in the next minute, a few minutes, um, let's learn about how to get the phone to ring even more. Um, making perceived value greater than cost. Build and communicate your brand. Learn how to create various job generating pipelines that support your business, just like the, the columns of the Greek Parthenon. And uh, I've got a few dozen slides in just a few minutes, so hold on to your home inspection tool belt, and uh, here we go. So when a prospective client calls you and they want to hire you as a home inspector, they called you because of primarily these three reasons. Someone told you, someone told them about you, and that's a referral. They visited your website and was convinced to, you know, buy your things or they're reading one of your inspection reports. And there could be other reasons like online advertising, or you met and talked to someone um, about your business, but those are three primary sources of new business. And those three sources of new business, referral, website, and report, all have your phone number as a call to action, right? Your website could have online scheduling for sure, but everything should have your phone number because people may say, uh, I, I know this inspector, you got to call him or our her report is awesome. It's got these short videos inside it. You got to call her, right? So when the phone does ring and you pick up the phone, the odds are really good in your favor. They're like 10 to one that you'll schedule an inspection. That's huge. Why is it so in favor of you scheduling a job when someone calls you? Because it's, they already got to know you in some way. Um, maybe without even meeting you. So answering the phone and saying yes is pretty straightforward. There's hardly any sales skills involved in that type of phone call. So don't worry about being a salesperson on the phone. Ideally, you've developed a marketing strategy that involves building a network of relationships that benefit your business. You have certain sources or pipelines that you build, prime, manage, so that you keep receiving phone calls and new business. And those numerous sources and pipelines are like pillars or columns that hold up and support your business. Now, some businesses that I've met recently have just three or four of those support columns. And when the economy fluctuates 
what happens? Well, one or two of those support posts get knocked down and that's an unstable business. Ideally, what you want is a Greek Parthenon with dozens of support columns. You want numerous ways in which business, new business comes to you. Various types of lead generating pipelines that bring new business. And all you have to do is say yes on the phone. Your company should be receiving new business calls and appointments from people that you know, like we just mentioned, real estate agents, contractors, professionals, neighbors, family, and all their friends, your website and your inspection reports. So what if your phone isn't ringing? Or maybe it used to, it used to ring off the phone, off the hook, but now you're scrambling to schedule inspection jobs for several reasons. Well, maybe some of your support columns are missing, right? Or maybe you invest, uh, you invest more than a couple hours every night <laughs> going through a long list of favorite TV shows instead of a long list of business resources and marketing strategies. For example, taking advantage of everything internet she provides online, like the home inspection business course on our education page. Or maybe you spend uh, several hours every day on social media, right? That's okay. But your business has no social media platform from which it communicates overwhelming value to potential clients. And in the masterclass, we teach how to use Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or maybe you play lots of video games, no big deal, but your business has no video testimonials to prove how valuable it is to others. Again, we teach about how to film selfie videos that promote your business in our free online training courses provided by internachi.edu. Or you know a lot of people, which is fantastic, but your business lacks a good reputation in your market area and no one really understands how valuable your services actually are to your own community. You should be known as the local certified home inspector by every neighbor in your neighborhood. If not, start knocking on doors, walking down the streets, meeting people in the local park, posting your ad or uh, an article in the local newspaper or something related to the school district or hanging door hangers like Diamond does, Diamond Property Inspections. We design those door hangers for them. Or maybe you say things like, well, it's really competitive out there, but you haven't really worked on differentiating your business from the competition. Or maybe you have a gold mine of past clients just sitting there, but you don't keep in touch with them by sharing on a regular basis information that they would actually find valuable to them. Or maybe you work on being the best inspector in the world a lot instead of working on your business. So let's say you meet somebody, you walk out and you meet some like a neighbor. My, everybody in my neighborhood, by the way, knows that I'm the home inspector. I just talk about it, you know, talk about it all the time. I find little problems with everyone's home as I walk down the street. And let's say uh, I have the best marketing elevator speech. Well, that's something that you can say to anyone in about 10 seconds about your business, right? Or maybe you have the best tagline or you know what to say on the phone if it rings. Those things that you say are really pushing instead of pulling. They give instead of receive. They send out a message 
instead of attract clients. For example, how successful do you think I'm gonna be if I go to my neighbor and I say, hey, I'm Ben Gramico from Big Ben Inspections. If you need an inspection, call me, okay? Bye, right? Not really successful. That's just a big push of information. You pushed your company on people instead of receiving new jobs and scheduling new clients. You want to receive, you wanna receive new clients and new business. How? How does a home inspection business receive new clients? Well, they say if you, wanna, if you want things to get better, uh, you have to get better yourself, right? So now's the time. And this is what these coaching sessions are all about. Now's the time to work on your business instead of in it. Now's the time to get trained and certified through our home inspector certificate program or join a network of professional successful inspectors at our mentoring program or Take advantage of a marketing team, seven highly professional, creative illustrators and marketing consultants and designers on your marketing team. And that's free. Their design work is free and their consultation work is free for international members. All you have to do is place an order. So now's the time to work a little harder and smarter. So let's say times are tough for your business right now. And you wanna look at the market data, see what the market is actually doing. According to the National Association of Realtors, for the past 10 years, home sales have held fairly steady for the past decade at about 5 million or more home sales every year. So if the market in your area is steady or your business is flat or declining, then it may be that your competitors are doing some work that you're not. So the first thing you should do is check your value because it is hard to sell something that no one wants to buy. So what makes your inspection services worth buying? It rests primarily upon value. You have to provide a valuable service. You have to do something that people find so valuable that it makes their lives better, that they give you their money. There are people out there spending money, as you can see by the housing data we just mentioned, and they're willing to give you money, but your potential clients have to see your business as being valuable to them. So if the perceived value is greater than the cost, is overwhelmingly greater than the cost, then people will buy. So now's the time to work on value. I, don't, I turn off my TV. My kids watch TV, but I don't and you should consider canceling your subscription to Netflix and Apple TV and Disney, uh, Disney Plus it's called. Stop scrolling through Instagram and Facebook. Don't even think about TikTok. So my brother, internet chief founder, Nick Ramika once said that the best thing you can do for your business is get a, your favorite hammer from the garage and smash your TV and get to work. How are you and I going to get to work on your business? Well, here are some things you can do. Become a value provider to your current clients. Your current clients, by the way, stop calling them past clients. People who hire you are your clients and they're always your clients until um, they or you die. <laughs> you can do an inspection for a neighbor tomorrow and she'll move into your neighborhood and that's not the end of it. She's your neighbor, she's, she's your current neighbor and that means she, she's your current client as well. So there are no past clients, right? So provide value to your clients. Be a consistent provider of value, especially to your current clients. Consistent, valuable, 
over time and you communicate value on a consistent basis using your social media channels. And in the masterclass, we teach about how to, um, how to continually provide value through these channels. Build an incredible reputation for great inspection services and outstanding communication, uh, outstanding customer service. And you can do that using InterNACHI's follow-up surveys, uh, Google reviews, and other reinforcement techniques that help establish that narrative that you provide excellent service and people's experience with you is a five-star rating. Ask for reviews. Get video testimonials. Ask for Google reviews. Encourage your clients to talk about you and endorse you and support you and refer people to you. People love being asked to do a favor if you just ask them. Like, can you send a coworker my way? Or could you give a public review or rating for my business? Maybe implement a customer referral program or a customer rewards program for your business. And also, do what Olympians do. Like professional athletes, you know what they do? They talk to themselves about themselves. They say things like, I can do this. I am the best. I am the fastest. And then they picture themselves as the fastest, as the best, and doing it like no one else. So it's okay to talk to yourself if you want. And here's one thing you have to do. You have to ask yourself these questions so you can talk to yourself. Do you know what brand is? Well, brand is the answer to the question, why should I hire you instead of Big Ben Inspections next door? And marketing is the way in which you communicate that answer to your potential clients. So figure out how to brand your message, how to brand your company, how to brand yourself, and build a message that communicates what makes you different from all of the rest. And be different and market yourself. For example, I don't go to the movies or now purchase online movies without a preview. And it better be a, a freaking good preview. I don't go to a restaurant without visiting their menu online and checking out the food. And there's this one place where I live in Boulder, Colorado, that has the best cheeseburger on the planet. It's called Oak Restaurant. It tastes like no other burger. It is the best. It's so different and special. It costs a lot of money. It costs $20 for the burger and it comes with fries. But people perceive it as so incredible, like dummy me, so valuable, so it's going to make my life better that they're willing to pay top dollar for it. It's the same with the home inspection business or really any business. You have to be different, amazingly different with overwhelmingly perceived value. So much value that people are willing to pay top dollar for it. If you're not different, you should not be expecting the phone to ring. If you're like everyone else, what makes you think anyone is going to see you as being worth the cost? If what you do is about the same as everyone else, like a commodity, if your burger tastes just like the next gal's sandwich, then the only thing you have to compete on is price. And when you compete on price, 
everyone loses. So the key to constant, the key is to constantly work on your brand and marketing that message to sound so incredibly valuable that people will give their hard earned money to you. You'll be in the position of receiving what we talked about earlier. And all you'll need to do is pick up the phone and say, yes. Thomas Jefferson said, I'm a great believer in luck. I find that the harder I work, the more luck I have. So if you want to get lucky in your business, if you want to work on getting the phone to ring, if you want to receive and schedule a week's worth of inspection jobs, well, now's the time. Now's the time to get to work. And there's a ton of things to do. So where do you begin? Well, here's something that takes very little work and very little actual effort. And it's totally free for InterNACHI members. Get free inspection job leads by visiting nachi.org slash inspection hyphen leads. So it costs you nothing to do this now. It takes a couple minutes. And there are potential clients waiting for you to get this task completed. It's like one of those support columns at the Greek Parthenon, right? It's one of those pipelines that we talked about earlier, a column that supports your business to receive new job leads. Here's something else you can look into, but it costs money, $5. It's the buyback guarantee. And it helps eliminate all hesitation that someone might have in referring work to you. Real estate agents are very cautious when it comes to referring their clients to you. They don't want you to kill the deal because this is their only sale this month and they have to go through with the sale, right? And you actually don't kill any deal. We can talk about that later. Well, this may help you in your business. It's like one of those support columns that supports your business. Here's another thing. It's old school. It's an old school way of providing value. Full color, 100 page, customized home maintenance books. It actually adds physical weight to your electronic report, right? So visit natchez.org slash now. Well, that's why I wanted to share. We uh, learned hopefully some business tips and marketing tips on how to get the phone to ring even more, make perceived value greater than the cost, create value and communicate that brand and start receiving new inspection job leads. And you may be taking the masterclass or maybe in the middle of the masterclass. Oh, let's see, did my video stop? Let me see if I can get it going again. Well, Hmm. Oh, this is interesting. I hope you can still hear me. Okay, cool. Thanks, Julie. So let's see. That's why I wanted to share. Let's see, I'm trying to uh, get off of this. Dink, dink, dink. Can you all see me now? No. Oh, let's try it again. Mm, that doesn't look good either. 
<laughs> I know I can get it. There. Can you see me now? Cool. So let's see. If anybody uh, has any questions, or if you guys want to talk about anything at all, feel free. Julie, can you unmute? Yep. There we go. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I like the idea of the um, sending to your client um, the survey, but is there some kind of electronical survey you can send? Because it seemed to me when I looked at it, it was something you had to fill out and mail back. Yeah, so um, a lot of software providers, home inspection report software providers provide a little thing like that. You can also do your own survey like on SurveyMonkey for electronic. Um, I was always old school. I had extra time in my truck. And I wrote by hand, uh, it was all prepped in a little box in between the driver's seat and the, and the passenger seat and in my van, like a box of thank you cards. And it was all right. And I just had to sign something that customized it. Uh, and then I addressed it and I stuck it in the envelope and we, we threw it in the mail every day um, at the end of the inspection. So it's sometimes like old school. I'm an old school kind of fella. Like I like the physical things. No one, no one sends me letters anymore. So when I actually see an envelope with a handwritten something, I tend to open it up. But there are electronic versions for sure. Internet actually doesn't have that. We had it, we had a newsletter or we still have a newsletter and those electronic things that we thought would be a hit, like a survey and the home maintenance newsletter are not popular enough to keep on going and updating. So um, uh, it's, it's up to you. Um, we had that resource, but it just wasn't in demand. And I like old school stuff. What do you think? Does anybody else do surveys? Follow-up surveys? Next coaching session, we're going to talk about follow-up. Follow-up is huge. Whenever you meet anybody, you follow up with them. That's another old school thing, right? You don't just email. You don't just have a client, but you follow up on all the clients. Anybody do surveys? No. Oh, it was huge. It was huge for us. Yeah. We, we, you, the, one of the things that we loved, and it's very uncomfortable, is to ask, was there anything wrong with the inspection? We did that in the first few years, right? Because we wanted to know where we're doing things poorly so we can fix that crap, right? So if, if we got feedback, and we did, that our inspectors are blowing through the house and it's too much of a circus, Right? We had three inspectors on every job for many years, and no one liked it. We were busy, and we were making a lot of money, but no one liked it. There was too much going on. Um, not enough hand-holding for our clients. So we changed that and went to two inspectors per client. And then um, my business partner um, hurt his shoulder, and he had to get surgery, and then we went down to one inspector. Um, but we had so many good systems in place that uh, we were able to do two jobs a day with one inspector. So it was really a lot of fun to hear feedback on how, how poor you are in customer service. You can fix that kind of stuff. Anybody else? Anybody else have any questions? Yeah, I got a question. Hit it, Eugene. Okay. Um, has anybody had any luck with uh, Home Advisor or any of those type of uh, hmm. places? No, um, I've, I've been harassed by them. 
What's that? I said I haven't uh, done anything with Home Advisor, but they won't stop calling or emailing me. <laughs> yeah, three or four times a day. Well, I didn't. I've seen the reviews. It didn't look too good, and uh, I was just concerned, especially the way they were going after the you know trying to get me to sign up. I was thinking about joining one of the realtors around here and trying to advertise to them as well. Uh, and a homeowners association. Has anybody got any suggestions on that as far as advertising? Yeah, I think uh, home advisors stay away from how that works is you pay into them. And if someone calls in, they give them three, they give out three numbers and you're most likely not one of those three. And if you are, you're it's just, you're paying for nothing. Stay away from that. Uh, advertising with agents is a great idea. I think for in my area, I'm in Arvada, Colorado, Colorado area. The best thing for me is to do the one-on-ones, um, you know, with an agent and get just tell them why they want to hire me. Me because I have like the buyback guarantee. Explain all the great things that you have. Um, advertising also maybe with um, people that have purchased new homes in the last um, six eight months and get into those. Uh, get them flyers to those new home buyers and let them know you'll be there to do their 11th month warranty inspection is a great idea. Um, advertising with agents, I think is a good idea, but really doing the one-on-ones with them is going to really get you in because some agents just, they aren't going to take the time. That's my thoughts. Thank you. I've heard the same bad feedback about um, those services where you, essentially you're bidding against your competitors or five other people. So you put some money down and you're bidding for the job and there's five others that actually get the job or, or pushed up. So it's, it's a strange thing. It may work. So mm -hmm. I would say just like everything that uh, just like every good idea, you got to try it out for your business, see if it works. And if it doesn't drop it real fast um, and move on to something else. And um, reaching out to real estate agents, um, there's a few folks who uh, do old school again because it's so new, so different. It's to cold call real estate agents and invite them to um, coffee uh, with face masks or invite them to an online coffee meeting and talk about them, uh, talk about your services to them. Can you yeah, tell I was me about the buyback program? What was that, Jay? Can you tell me more about the buyback program? Yeah. So, oh, maybe I should have Julie talk about it. Because I'll say, you know, let, let, some, let another inspector talk about it. Julie? I love it. It is my, that's my cell. That's what sets me apart from other home inspectors. It's five bucks. Who cares? And all you're giving out to InterNACHI is the address that's it. They get the address and you list every inspection you do and you pay $5 and that's listed it now and it's under that buyback guarantee protection. So if a home buyer, if you miss something, uh, a home buyer has to come back to you, not to the agent. They have to come to you and you're covered by this. I know we all have errors and emissions insurance. I don't even care about that. I don't, I don't ever plan to use that. But this buyback guarantee, I just tell them if I miss something, we talk about it if we can't, I've never had to use it, but I know some people I've read on the forum, some people who have. So the great thing about it is 
um, you're kind of protected because InterNACHI will, they have your back. So if something's not right, you just get in touch with them and your, your client is covered. I don't, I don't really know what it is. So Okay. So if it, like I said, if you miss something in your inspection and the client is not happy with your inspection and you've offered a refund and they don't take it or you've offered to fix the problem, they don't want it fixed. They're just angry. They don't, they don't want the house anymore. Most of the time it's because they didn't want it in the first place. But if something gets missed and, and they don't want that house, then you can go with that buyback guarantee they have. I believe it's 90 days. Ben, you'll have to help me with that one. But I think they have like 90 days from the time of the inspection to file um, for that guarantee. So you buy it back from the buyer that just bought it? And then they don't like the house? will literally buy the house back. And sometimes they've paid the closing costs. They will buy the house back from... The, from your client. But it's even better than that. So the people who are really ticked off at the home inspector because something went wrong with the home inspection and somebody wanted out um, are the re real estate agents. So what we do is we we contact the listing agent and have him or her relist it and sell it again. And guess who knows who's in second line for the house? The listing agent. So it goes for sale real quick. So the agents are happy because they didn't lose a sale. It's, it's back on the market and we just hold it until that transaction goes again. Then the home inspection report, right? Has this issue where maybe a, a defect was found or not found or something like that. And that's resolved by getting another home inspection and that's disclosed. So the other buyer comes in and sees that, oh yeah, there was a crack in the foundation and uh, maybe we can negotiate over it. So the transaction goes like that yep. and everyone's happy. Buyer's agent's happy because their client had a problem. It was resolved. The listing agent is happy because they get to list the house again and they have a long list of buyers in waiting and your client is happy because they were able to get out of a home. So everyone like, and you're happy because you're not doing anything other than signing up for this guarantee. Um, it's a win, 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 win situation. Ben, uh, what's the percentages of, uh, of times, you know, roughly that, that this happened, that you had to buy a home? Yeah, very few, because our home inspectors do a great job, right? And uh, you, you guys hardly, gals, hardly miss anything, right? Um, so it's about once a, a month or two, but Nick and the legal team, um, handle all of these transactions because it's really like a legal issue more than a real estate transaction because the real estate agents handle the, the process and we just handle the legal documents. So you can feel free to reach out to Nick and the legal team. And also there's a link on natchiorg slash buy of all of the home inspectors who are participating in the program with their contact information. So you can just reach out to people like Julie who use the program. And there's a huge um, frequently asked questions um, page as well. Like when does it kick in and what happens if this happened? And so you have those answers in place and you can cancel at any time. Okay. Yep. I think uh, it's important to recognize that the, uh, that the buyback, uh, uh, program is not an insurance program. This is a yep. marketing tool. It sure is. Yeah. Yep. It's not insurance. Nobody likes uh, a warranty. I guess some people do, but there's just a lot of bad stuff going on with warranties. 
Uh, I have another question. Um, it, it, I don't know if it's just me or everybody else, but the the uh, Natchez.org is is having a wealth of information. It's it's there's so many things in it, and I always find that searching for something is not as easy as it should be. For instance, to give you an idea. Uh, before I knew that the, the inspector outlet, for instance, you have to, to it's, a, it's a separate, you have to search for it. But I don't know why when I go to the search in natchi.org and I say inspect, inspector outlet, I didn't get anything. And I called on the phone and they told me that you have to search it on Google. So it's like a different, and I don't know why it's not connected to the site somehow. Uh, for instance, uh, because I watch a lot of videos that you do and the business courses or whatever, and I run through a lot of stuff and I say, oh, this is very important, but I don't take the actual, similar to now when you said, you know, whatever, to get to the leads, you say, go to natchi.org slash something slash leads or whatever. What I do is I want to go to the search, but leads, actually, I, I tried leads, leads came, came up. But for instance, you know, this... Uh, natchi.org slash everything where it takes you through everything that you need to know i can't search it for instance when i when you write everything yeah. on search bar you don't get it and i i lost really what is the exact writing of the of the of the address to to write it exactly the same so i don't know why it's this is not uh, and, 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 and this, I'm giving a couple of examples that always happen with me. I find it very difficult to find information because there's very real wealth of information, but you cannot get it unless when I hear you in a, in a session or whatever, I have to type exactly what you're saying and I search by it exactly the same. Sometimes I find it easier to search for it in Google as opposed to searching it on the site. And it takes me to the site. Google takes me to the site again, but you got my point? I don't know if it's just me or, or everybody is having this issue. You're not alone. I deal with the same thing. It's a wealth of information, but sometimes it's hard to find what you're looking for when you're looking for it. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I would add is that there's a, a wealth of historic information in there too, Ben, that may not be relevant anymore. Yep. Yeah. That's always been InterNACHI's um, problem and also uh, value. Right, we have a lot to offer. Um, so what we're trying to do every day, we have a huge software development team that works on your dashboard. So if you log into your dashboard, everything that we talk about, the leads, the buyback program, the online agreements, marketing services, inspector outlet discounts, they're all from your dashboard. So if you log in, top right corner, you log in, you go to your dashboard, and I would recommend just taking 20 minutes uh, in, in one day and just clicking through and see where things are like all of your education is there as well and your progress on certification and things, but all the other things that we talk about as well is in there that it all comes from there. And if you can't find something, then you need to find uh, somebody like me or anybody who uh, is on our contact page and just ask, okay, I can't find this. Where is it? And then bookmark it. And then maybe tell me, like, boy, it would be handy if that was in our dashboard so I can just go into our dashboard and see where that is. So take some time to look at your dashboard because everything is actually, all the really good stuff we put in the dashboard. We don't, we don't put anything that's crap in the dashboard. So all, all of it is really usable, good, valuable things to our members and we put it in the dashboard. And some of those things um, that um, are old, they, they won't be in the dashboard. You know, 
old information won't be in the dashboard. So talking about this specific form, I'm looking at the dashboard as we speak. So everything, this whole, uh, that, that, you know, naturally.org slash everything, where is it in the dashboard? I'm looking as we speak. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look. <laughs> um, <laughs> could be under uh, I'm gonna look okay if I can't find it it'll be there tomorrow <laughs> either <laughs> under apps or business development or or somewhere or maybe shortcuts okay I, I, I browse many times in this particular one and and some other stuff I, I can't easily locate but anyway. what in everything are you looking for what are you looking for no no it was just uh, I think in one of your training it was uh, it was it, it talked about it that it's uh, some sort of similar to the business development tool kind of it walks you through everything yeah. you know uh, so I wanted to review it because I saw it in one of your training and I wanted to review it I, I up until this moment I can't get it to be honest well just bookmark it just, just bookmark the things that work for you like I do that I wish I could somehow share my screen I'm afraid to because my computer went crazy but I have bookmarks like I have um the uh, online code books as a bookmark because I'm always oh, referring to it. Bookmark it, yeah. Yeah, so you can bookmark the everything page, but if there's something specific in the everything page, um, that should actually be within your dashboard. Maybe the everything page isn't, but everything on it should be in the dashboard. I hope yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Anything else? I got another question. Hit it, Eugene. Um, I know you were looking at getting, um, I know you offer like dental group plans. Yeah. Um, I know you were looking at, at uh, health insurance. Yeah. Have you uh, made any progress on that? Because I was kind of looking forward to that. Yep. And that's, that's through your <laughs> dashboard. And it's at natural.org slash insurance. And um, the uh, supplemental insurance um, is actually very popular. Uh, with members, people are using it. It's expensive, but people need options. So there are supplemental things. I'm not very uh, fluent on the insurance. Lisa is, but um, the full health insurance program is extremely difficult. It's more of a legal thing from state to state, right? But supplemental things like supplemental health insurance for dental and vision is easier to um, manage legally. So that is the issue. Having, yeah, I saw, um, I saw that, but the yeah. health is what I was wondering about. Yeah, that. yeah, I, so, I, that makes sense about the state requirements. Yeah. yeah. So we're constantly working on it, and um, well, there's only a few of us. So uh, I think in a month or two, we'll be announcing something for um, Canada as well, um, some kind of um, Eno general liability home inspector insurance in Canada as well. So we're always working on the insurance, always working on it because we see uh, a really great advantage to that. It's expensive to get health insurance. And our position is we're so large, um, somebody should help us out with our members as a large group. And um, that's what we're working on. We, we really are working on it. I've got a question. Yeah. So, how do you get past, like, say, the gatekeepers at realtors' offices, you know, the front desk receptionist? Um, you know, I know that a lot of times you go in and hand them business cards, you know, try to do the face-to-face -face cold calling. They put your business card in the round file, you know, things like that. Um, what's a good way to get past them? 
and actually get to the realtors that you've never met. Anybody want to answer that? Got to take chocolate or candy with you. <laughs> I did coffee cups um, around Christmas time with hot cocoa and little Keurig pods. That one seemed to work, but that's, you know, obviously more expensive. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, I tell this story all the time. My, my home inspection company was peach inspections. I delivered peaches. I had so much fun. Took the whole day. And just went around all the offices and delivered peaches. What I was really doing, though, is um, I wasn't, like I was explaining in my presentation, I wasn't pushing my company on people. It was really just like, I'll, I'll, um, it's a lost leader when you first meet somebody and to build a relationship, you don't talk about business really, but you actually are, that's the, that's the end. But the means is the fun part. So like Julie said, maybe it's like some candy or something. And you really don't, I, I try not to push. I got uh, a smile, I guess, uh, that I use and I like to look at people. Um, but that was way back when you could, when you can actually meet people and you can see your smile, right? You can show off your smile. So now um, I, from other coaching sessions, like people are just calling people up and um, uh, starting conversations that are genuine and concise on Instagram or LinkedIn. And it's not about business. It's about sharing something of value. So anybody else? Anything for Robert's question? I've got a, well, not for him, but I have a question on my own. Yeah. Go so ahead, I haven't, I haven't started a company or anything like that yet, but I've already done the classes, got my license as of yesterday. Um, I do have right. removing the dead front cover. If obviously one of the screws arcs out or whatever, who's responsible <sighs> for that? Hmm. I, I have an opinion. You, you want me, you want mine? Yeah, go for it. The opinions are always worth a million dollars. If that's my inspection process and something sparks on me, arcs, if I test the GFCI and it's like that, or if I, uh, if I trip a breaker and it won't reset, that has happened all the time in old homes. It just won't reset. Sorry. Well, it's your problem. No, actually, I found the problem that needs to be addressed. And this is the problem, okay, so right? So basically, you, you saved their life in a way. Yeah. Yeah, especially it's a safety issue, right? Okay. Uh, you know, um, causing problems. We have an article about doing damage during inspection. That's your job. You know, causing problems, crushing a pipe with your screwdriver, like old cast iron with the mm -hmm. rust and it's bleeding out. I love putting my screwdriver through those holes. It's fantastic. And then taking a picture of it. Or wood rot. Like somebody wanted to sue me because she said, I, um, I damaged all the window sills with my screwdriver. And I, I didn't damage it. I didn't create wood rot during my inspection. Like it takes years. I just discovered it. And I put my screwdriver through to demonstrate what wood rot is. And so sometimes you have to like explain that. Like I didn't cause this problem. This is a, an existing problem that I found. Makes sense. Okay. I definitely, I'll add to that. I had a problem. I, I'll add to that. I had a garage door I was testing and when I um, was testing the reverse, I, I barely put my hands on it. I know some people put a board down below or whatever, but I barely just kind of, I'm not that strong. So I just kind of put my hand under there and it absolutely just broke like that. And I look again and I hadn't noticed, I shouldn't even have done that, that test because I hadn't noticed this, but it was wood screws holding in the metal door. So, and they were short 
and I just didn't notice it. And as soon as that broke, I mean, the agent and my client both were like, <gasps> and I said, it's okay. This is what you pay me for. This is why I'm here today. This is a safety concern. And, and now this could have happened to you. And now it's not going to happen to you. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ben, I have a question going back to the marketing. Um, a lot of call centers out there are pitching now robust marketing services to real estate agents. Is there any real value in that? Uh, like that's the first time I heard it. Like ACC is doing something. Yeah. They're, they, they've got like three tiers of service, um, you know, basic mid and, and advanced and they're pushing programs now where they'll go out and market for your business directly to real estate, mm. um, agents, you know, they'll, they'll set up a whole bunch of stuff and those, those prices are pretty steep. And I'm just wondering, is there really any value in, in, in really those programs? Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe if you're the person who just doesn't have the time or the will to do that kind of stuff, maybe um, you need that system in place. Maybe you need a sales force in place. Maybe you need somebody to answer your phone. For me, I never wanted to do that. Like my website, like I never, I don't want anybody or buying it's kind of like putting other people's words in your mouth and having them speak for me like i would never do that like i don't even like buying kenton's narratives and putting them in my inspection report i, I want to write my own narratives so mm -hmm. it comes from me i don't want anybody speaking for me i don't want anybody answering my phone unless it's my office manager that i've trained and i know what he or she is going to say um, i don't like people emailing automatically uh, reaching out to contacts through LinkedIn. I don't like the automatic features. I want my own words to reach out to people um, because it's like a first impression kind of thing, especially if it's, if it's my main pillar, my, name, my main pipeline of receiving new jobs is through real okay. estate agents. That's me. That's a me thing. Um, that's even more important than doing an inspection because right. anybody could do a really good inspection for my company Mm -hmm. Right. That's, that's another right. mistake that you can put in your head. Like you're the only person who can do an inspection. Anybody can do an inspection, but only you can run your business and talk to real estate agents. That's how I feel, but it may not be for everybody that opinion. True. Especially if it's, it costs a lot of money, right? Uh, good for ACC to develop a new program, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah. You gotta be cautious about these things. Uh, Gary, do you actually bench that weight that's behind you or what? Jeez, that's like 400 pounds. Look at those, look at those things. That's for my son. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, what's up? Uh, speaking of narratives, I noticed uh, when I downloaded Spectora, it came pre-populated with InterNACHI um, yeah. uh, uh, narratives, but then there was also an ability to change it to your narratives. Yeah. But now what I hear you saying is maybe that's not such a good idea. Oh God. I, 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 you know, I have a problem speaking. I like speaking, uh, um, in short phrases, half sentences, grammatically incorrect ways, uh, saying things like good, bad to my clients. Cause they don't know, uh, what I'm talking about. Like GFCA doesn't, GFCI doesn't test. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? No one knows really my first time home buyer clients, no one knows. So 
I want to say this is a good, bad thing or a good thing. And I don't want um, to say it in 10 sentences, you know, Ugh. so um, I always recommend doing the hard work. Your report is one of the most important things. It can get you into a lot of trouble and it can make you very wealthy, what you say. So I want it to be in your words. <clears throat> Use other reports as inspiration and as maybe a foundation or a mirror to reflect what you think should be said, but it's gotta be your words. That's what I think, you know. And that takes a long time. That takes every day. I loved every day while I'm on the roof, like, oh, I see something a little bit different. I would have to either duplicate that narrative and make it a little slightly different or have something within it that I can add to it, you know? So the next time I see that, it's just a click. Always working on my reports every day. So I get faster and better at communicating my observations. Ben, when you're saying uh, work uh, with your own words, what do you mean? Because there are in old software, there are predefined narratives now. So these are not our own words. So, so I, I, got, uh, I got confused. What do you mean use your own words? Like you're suggesting that we use the narratives? Yeah, like uh, you're flushing a toilet, right? And you use the side of your leg to m see if the toilet's gonna move or is it securely fastened to the floor? And it moves. Now, what do you say? What do you say? To there are probably narratives in the software that you will click that will say a loose uh, toilet, whatever, right? Right, but, but that's, I'm saying it should come from your words, right? Look at the narrative and then maybe put it into your own phrasing. Ah, ah okay. So that when you're in front of the judge, you can say, your honor, I told my client with my own words that the toilet moved and the wax seal is probably damaged and is probably leaking, right? And it needs to be fixed, right? You wanna know what you're saying out there. It'll, it'll, it'll hang you or it'll uh, boost you, right? You know, if you're using someone else's words and you're not quite sure you know, if you should be using such fancy words, um, maybe you shouldn't be and it's okay to be very basic and concise, short and sweet. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot in HomeGage, they, they have a phrase of saying something may last, you know, another five years, but then again, it may not. Like say the HVAC, um, the condenser and compressor. I hate that phrase. Either it's, at the end of its life expectancy and it's operational or it's not. You know, that, why say, oh, it might or it might not, you know, it, be definitive and, and have good pictures saves you a lot. Yeah. And also write in past tense. So yes. if the thing turned on, it turned on. You don't want to say it turns on because when it breaks, right? Somebody can say, well, you said it turns on and then it works it's not working right now. So you always want to write in past tense that during the inspection, the air conditioning turned on or I observed it to be in this way, right? So that yep. if, when it fails in the future, right? So the judge or the attorney can't read your report back to you right in front of your face where you say the roof is, is uh, well, the, the air conditioning system is working. Is work? Oh, is it? Oh, do you still hold that opinion, Mr. Kamiko? 
No, I don't. Oh, you know, why'd you write it then? So right. always write in past tense. Yeah. And if, if it's working great, if it's not, there's your defect. Why go down the path of trying to figure out when it's not going to work in the future? Where's your crystal ball? I don't know. So I wouldn't get I down. Mean, ben, when you take yeah. the training and such, Ben, don't, aren't we trained not to give life expectancy on anything? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I found personally my, that my clients just want to know, like, well, you know, it's old, but, you know, do, can I move in? You know, because they're not going to fix it. And then maybe I'll put like a, an ex, a life expectancy in there, right? Just for my client. It's all customized for my client. If my client wants to know, then I'll put it in. But only as courtesy, not as standard. So I, I have a lot a of clients. I'm sorry, Julie. And then Robert. Sorry, Robert. Um, I, I just wanted to ask another question about this, uh, you know, what we do and what we don't do. And we were trained not to inspect refrigerators, but now we do or what? No, not according to the standards of practice. Okay. Uh, in Texas, I think you're required to. I can't remember any other state that requires that. Thank you. Texas appliances. Yeah. And uh, I haven't looked at the ASHI standards of practice. I think they mentioned kitchen. I'm not sure. I actually take a temperature of both the freezer and the refrigerator and add it as a supplemental. Yeah. I wrote a checklist for inspecting a refrigerator because some, somebody on the message board was having fun and they're talking about refrigerator inspections. So I, I created one and I just posted it. So if you're going to inspect a refrigerator, uh, Richard or, or Julie or anybody, you know, we have a little checklist. You don't have to use it at all. Robert, you were going to say something? Yeah. Uh, I have two things on that now. Um, refrigerators. So the way we were taught was anything that is an installed appliance. So if it takes tools to uninstall it, which most refrigerators now have a water line in the back, <laughs> it takes a tool to uninstall it. So I inspect them out as a, out of a courtesy, but most of the time they don't convey, you know, so I, I take temperatures. I, you know, tell them what brand it is and, uh, you know, the serial and model numbers on it, if I can find it and go on about it. Um, and then life expectancy, you know, I know that most of my clients, they want to know, you know, is this going to last me, you know, X amount of years. And all I ever say to them is I refer them to the general life expectancy of certain appliances or uh, components, you know, saying that this is how long they're expected to last. And they're, you know, it's coming up to its, uh, the end of its life expectancy, you know, you might budget for it in the future. We have a life expectancy uh, chart as well. You could just refer to that. I built one based off of that oh, cool. with my, with my marketing stuff on it and whatnot. Yep. We have one for internet, like a standard one. We also have one for Florida because crazy things happen in Florida. It's a, it's a difficult place. It's the heat from the sun does crazy stuff and there's a ton of water and it's just a perfect mix. Uh, and there's wind. So those three things and termites, those four things is just fantastic for home inspectors. They're really busy down in Florida. I've got another question. Yep. Um, if I'm buying a brand, not brand new, but new to me, I guess, um, am I legally allowed to inspect my own home and do a four point and wind mitigation? 
Oh, see, you're buying your new, your own home. Well, according to internet standards and ethics, yeah, that's fine. I think um, you you probably have to check something off that you waive the inspection, or you have to disclose that you are the inspector. I'm not sure, but that's a re- okay. there's nothing on internet side that prevents that. Yeah, I didn't think so. I was just wanting to yeah. make sure because um, when I was in Jacksonville doing the 40-hour course up there, uh, the gentleman was like, "Yeah, there's no problem. You can inspect it. You, yeah. I mean, you're not." as long as you're not selling your house and you're going to inspect it for the person that's buying it, then yeah, that's conflict. But, um, he said, you can inspect any of your kids' homes too. It's not a big deal. I was yeah. just wondering about the four point and win. Cause I'm, I mean, you're kind of, I mean, I look at it as it's oh, benefiting man. you in a way. Yeah. Cause you get a discount on the four point, uh, and the win discount. So, um, I'm not sure. It might be worth it to hire somebody and then just follow them and make sure they do a good job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I bought my house. I remember and um, it had an inspection and the buyer w- left because there was a crack in the wall. And so I, I came in and I did my own inspection and I saw, ah, that's not too bad. And I bought the house. Right. So <laughs> there's no, there's no big deal uh, legally uh, uh, with internet or code of ethics or, you know, uh, inspecting yeah. your own home. You don't have to have a home inspection. Um, right. And, but for Winmit, there, there could be a bias. Somebody could say that you're biased and there's a problem yeah. with you doing your own inspection to get a discount on insurance. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? So how's business? Is everybody, everybody doing well or uh, do we need to need more coaching or what? How, how's everyone doing? How are you? Me? Yes, sir. Uh, personally, uh, we're doing great. Awesome. The neighbors are absolutely fantastic, and I'm trying to figure out what to do with the kids. That's my <laughs> biggest concern. Awesome. Um, and I'm doing well because um, uh, our members are fantastic. I mean, our members are um, doing well. Uh, there's a lot of them doing well during this uh, ec- economy. Um, and that's an odd thing. Like a lot of people are hurting, but inspections are doing well in certain areas. Many inspectors need help, and that's that's my job. I'm I'm trying to do coaching sessions and talk to people and get people together. And so, thanks for asking. But right now, it's really just trying to get the kids in school and what we're doing with the kids in school and their neighbors' kids and the neighbors' kids are small and what can I help help with and all that stuff. We're just trying to help each other out in our neighborhoods. So that's why I'm always talking about. The home inspector being part of the community, you know, you've got a lot to offer. But how are you doing, Carlos? I'm well, thank you for asking. I'm actually new to the uh, group and new to the uh, organization. I'm on the front end, I guess, of the course um, and wanted to join today, I guess, to get some insight from you guys um, to see if if there are any pointers, any insight, any um, advice for someone that's sort of not on the front end of everything that's going on that you guys have gone through already. Um, and what your thoughts were on that. I didn't want to cut in earlier because you guys are talking about business or whatever, and that's way <laughs> where I am right now. <laughs> yeah, anybody have advice on first steps for Carlos? First off, where are you located at, Carlos? I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Nice area. Yes, love it. Home. Yes. Um, you probably 
don't have obviously the wind mitigation issues that folks down in Florida do, but you may have some other unique issues that some of those folks may not have. Um, Wind, hail, um, you know, anything of of storms or uh, maybe some additional ancillary services that you might be able to offer that wouldn't be applicable to their area. So you might want to do some research in that to help, you know, build up value to your business. Thank you. Carlos, I'm going to go back to the dashboard. So if you log into your dashboard, top right corner of an Anachi.org page, log in. And then there's two buttons, one for certification, one for state licensing. So in Tennessee, you need a license. And we have a free online licensing course. And then we also, yep. We also, we also have a state page, Anachi.org slash Tennessee. It's, it's um, the same format for any area that you're in, uh, Natchez.org slash um, uh, Alberta or Natchez.org slash um, Ohio. So if you type in Natchez.org slash Tennessee or go through your dashboard to get there uh, and then scroll down that page, you'll have a lot of information. Like um, if you wanted to contact real estate agents, we have free online CE for a licensed real estate agent to renew their license. Uh, if you want to do radon, Tennessee regulates radon testers, and we can help you with that with a free online course and things like that. But the first things first is, um, I would say you got to get certified. Yes, sir. And then you got to get a website going. If you don't have a website, I'm not even going to look at you, right? So um, just like we talked about, I don't know if you heard it, like the burger place that I go to. Like I look at a restaurant's menu before I order anything, right? So I need to see your menu and I see your face, you know, maybe a nice big hero. They call it a hero image on your homepage. You standing there and, you know, real confident with your inspection tools and saying that you're certified or something like that. So a website's really important, um, really important. Do you, do you all agree that a website is important or are you, or some of you successful without any website? I think it's critical. Now, how many of you are strong pushers of social media? Because I know that there are um, algorithms that you can like target your market of um, certain ages, certain demographics, and so on uh, to get more business driven to you. I, I, the social media thing, sorry, I don't know who I interrupted. Um, but I don't pay for the social media. I have Facebook, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. Uh, I have those images on my business card, on my door magnets, on the back of my window on both my vehicles. And I just, I put, I push up posts either from my desktop or from my phone uh, uh, through my Facebook. Uh, I use a blog on my website, which I push through my Instagram, which automatically goes to my Facebook. And I just push it through there. And then I do videos like stupid how to like how to change a AC filter or how to <laughs> out your dryer vent stupid little one minute videos that I do use a GoPro or my phone I edit them real fast I throw them together and, and, and push them through through the blog and I've been seeing my Google um, analytics going way up I'm not getting a lot of phone calls I'm still new at this too I've been open a month but I'm getting I've got I got an email this morning that I had 800 views in the last three weeks <laughs> someone's looking um, and I'm working on my, you know, on my presence and whatnot, but 
I'm not paying for anything on Facebook. I'm not paying for anything on YouTube, but my views are going up. So just because you mentioned social media, there you go. Thank you. Anyone else? I just got, I'm not even doing inspections. I got a job online schedule job uh, yesterday and they, and they wanted to pay me because it's the price is there. If you look at mine, a thousand bucks, right. To do a, a job because they were desperate and it's online scheduling and I had to cancel it. I keep telling everybody, this is just a, a thing I have for teaching inspectors how to, how to have a website. So a website's really critical, critical. I could share you uh, my experience with the SEO. Um, I actually did redo my, uh, I got a facelift on my website, I had a company do it. And my SEO, she also worked on that. And I was being found like within one click. Hmm. And I still did not generate business that way. Um, my business is generated by me going out and telling agents why they want to hire me and by going out and showing my inspection reports to agents and, hey, you could love this about my report. And it's word of mouth a lot. And it's just um, that kind of thing. But it's important, I think, to have Facebook and, and Insta. If you want to do Instagram, I don't do Insta. But um, it's important for a couple of reasons. It is getting you out there. It's getting you viewed. It's keeping you busy with that kind of thing too. It's keeping you up to date, letting uh, it's allowing you to um, create those videos that someone's going to watch and like, and then maybe share. Um, and eventually that can come back around to you. Um, that's just my experiences. Yep, I, I agree with Julie. Like, it's a it's a matter of investing a, a certain amount of time um, to create content that really doesn't um, have a one to one ratio. Like, oh, someone looks at my video and now they're going to hire me. It's all that foggy area around your marketing strategy, right? So that if someone, it's like um, it's like having a large property around your house, right? Someone can play on your grass and then eventually they come in for a drink, right? So um, you want a really big surrounding area of information that just keeps directing people to you and not necessarily so that you can keep scheduling a job as soon as somebody like watches a video, but it's just um, keeping in contact with them. That's why I always think if someone has hired you, that's one person that you always have to keep following up and keeping in contact with you're not trying to sell them a home inspection because they just got a home inspection from you. The, the point is to keep valuable information in front of them so that they can have you in top of their mind for the next time. And the next person that has a, an issue with their home, maybe they'll go, Oh yeah. Like Julie was my home inspector a month ago, you know, call her up. I, the, the stories I tell about my neighbors waiting for me in my driveway, cause they know I have an infrared camera is true. It's actually true. People have skylight problems in my area and they want me to come over. Oh, so uh, my next door neighbor right across the street in that direction, right over there. She's a, she's a nurse. She works down in Denver. And she said, I have to come over because all of her wooden trim boards around her door are rotten. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go over there and I'm gonna inspect those things. Cause I don't, I, that's what I do. That's who I am. And I'm going to provide value. And I'll, 
I'm not trying to sell something. I'm just trying to uh, receive. Eventually that will pay back um, somehow. Also, I will add on to that, that I have a particular agent that I'm friends with on Facebook. Um, but yep. I actually hadn't heard from her for probably eight months to come and do an inspection. So I called her and said, Hey, I just want to check in and see how's every, how everything's going. And she says, as a matter of fact, I have some buyers and can you do an inspection? I was like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> so, yep. yeah. Yeah. Jerry says call. So guys, I, I, I hear it a lot. I hear it repeated quite often. Uh, I, I think to a couple of, uh, to Julie's points as well as ben, Ben's points, it, especially as, uh, as in these times, communication uh, continues to transition. Uh, An online presence is incredibly uh, important. However, I, I don't think that we can forget that home inspection as itself is not a passive business model. And so therefore our marketing itself can't be passive. Yeah, and it's good to be assertive, not, not aggressive, but just consistent and assertive, knowing that you're confident in your services and you always have that same communication you know, and consistently providing value and communicating. Hate aggressive pushers. I have a question. Yeah. Has anyone used any type of drone for inspection or their marketing purposes or anything like that? I think they're awesome. <laughs> I have my part 107. I was, I'm getting into this. I haven't done a paid inspection yet. Yeah. I'm use that as a, a tool that yep. no one else provides. Oh, I'd hate to compete with you, Rick, in your area if I was a home inspector. Because when you have a drone, man, you should be using that imagery like crazy that you'll take a picture for your agents and for the home buyers and take a spin around the neighborhood and stuff. That is fantastic. I can't beat it. I, I'll carry a tall ladder and get on the roof, but you've got a drone and I don't know how I would compete with that. So you have an advantage. You have a competitive advantage and you should be taking, taking full advantage of that. Um, and you should just be crushing your competition. Cause I think it's, it's the latest greatest. It's like infrared five, 10 years ago, five, 10 years ago, infrared was amazing. Now I think everybody home inspector should carry an infrared camera. Drone is gonna be almost the same way. It's gonna be just this thing, or a sewer scope. Something special about sewer scope too. Um, seeing the unknown in a hole somewhere, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, so I think you, you got it, Rick. Are Good you job. planning on doing like a, a class about drones in the future? Yeah, we've done some videos when we could gather uh, pilots together and fly. So we've got some stuff online and we have some partners. Um, and as soon as we get, a, uh, you know, all clear and everything is safe and healthy for everyone um, to do a class, we're going to fly some drones for sure. But um, that's not what we're good at at Internachi, right? We're, we're good at the online stuff. There's only so much we can do online. So we partner up with um, training providers because you have to, you have to get your hands on a drone, you know, you can get your license, but you really got to fly around. I mean, it is, it is, uh, when I flew, I have a drone and when I fly it, it's just, you know, I'm sweating. I don't want to hit anything. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to do anything wrong, you know? Um, so it, it takes a long time just to practice and fly around and have fun. Um, but as soon as you get that down, man, you, 
you should be killing your competitors with it. That's the one thing that provides value, right? Hey, would you like to all your agents, right? Like, hey, would you like, do you need an aerial drone shot of the homes that you're inspecting? Whether they say yes or no, it doesn't matter. It's just getting in front of me. That conversation I can't have with any real estate agent and you can have it easily. So you're, you're uh, in a great position. Rick, so yeah. coming from, I've been doing this for a few years, um, exploit the heck out of your drone. <laughs> Use it for everything, but get up on that roof as well. Don't, don't rely on your drone to do the roof inspection. But if you can, if you can get it up in, in the air within a couple minutes, put it in every report, whether it's just aerial photos, whatever, because not everybody's doing that. That's something that'll set you apart. Awesome. Yeah. You know, the other value that comes with that too, is there are some roofs that you just don't want to walk on hmm. and having that drone is a, a tool that you can pull out and, and add increased value on, on the fly uh, to get the job done. It may not be the ideal solution, but you don't risk damaging the roof or because of safety, you don't injure yourself. And I have to have a drone pilot's license in some way? Yeah, to fly commercially, you have to have a Part 107 license. Yep. And if you're yes. a home inspector flying a drone, you need that license. You need that pilot license. You can't, drones are for fun for people having fun. But if you're doing it for business, you, need, you are regulated by the FAA. And and depending upon where you're located with the inspection um, before right. you do that, you're going to have to file a flight plan. Uh, but there's an app for that, and yeah. you, you can do that, but that's part of it. Yeah. Like if you're in Tampa, St. Pete, your zone restriction is extremely heavy because of the number of airports around that little peninsula uh, versus being, say, somewhere out in the middle of Oklahoma where there's nothing around. Anybody have any questions, thoughts, ideas? Yeah. I have one, Ben. Hit it, Aaron. Yeah, um, I read on there that you guys were building another house of horrors here in Pennsylvania. We are northwest corner. I forget the town. Yep. Yeah, near Wilkesbury. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm in the southwest corner. Mm. But uh, is there any uh, indication of when that could be done? Uh, I take a look at the building site pictures they send me. And uh, it's going to be some time still. <laughs> Let me put it that way. But when it when it opens up, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. They have this huge space, two stories high, with a balcony, and it's just a classroom with glass. And they look over the House of Horrors, and it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A little difficult to get to, but I think it might be just well worth the trip. So. Um, I would say for, for me, it would be because being in Pennsylvania, you know, I'm only about four hours away versus Colorado yeah. or Florida. Right, right. Although so, I may end up, you know, once this is all over with, I'll probably end up having to go to one of the other ones yep. at some point. Because um, this, for me, this has been a very slow process. You know, I'm a truck driver. I have very little time off. I happen to get home in time for this webinar. As soon as it's over, I'm going 
to bed because my 10 hours off and I got to be back on the road again. Hmm. Um, but I appreciate, uh, all the, uh, cause I, I listen to the podcasts, all of these have been put on there. I listen to them all repeatedly. So, you know, as I'm going, um, it's been tremendous amount of help to be able to listen while I'm staring at the highway. Hmm. That's really great to hear, Aaron. That's really great to hear. Cause I, I put uh, a couple of people on that project and we're just wondering if, if it's of value. So that's really great to hear. Yeah. I'll say for me, it's been tremendous because, you know, if I like what I hear and I think, well, okay, you know, I got most of that. You know, I've listened to, um, a couple of your full blown inspections at least a dozen times <laughs> just to, over and over. Cause I mean, it's just like watching a movie where, you know, you've seen it. It's like, man, that was good. Then you watch it again. It's like, Oh, I didn't notice that the first time. So it's just been again and again and again. And I, I really appreciate it. And this whole process itself has been instrumental. I did my first mock inspection a little while back on my own house and it took me about five hours until I realized that my house is 2,700 square feet. And I actually found a problem with my roof. Hmm. So yeah. this is, uh, you know, this is, this whole experience for me has just been phenomenal. And I mean, I hope all the rest of you guys are getting the same out of this as I am. I, I, I would resonate that and just say I, the training that I've been doing has been really great. And um, I, I kind of get to where I almost nod off and, oh, okay, come back to it. Uh, just, you just have that kind of voice about you, Ben. It's so calming um, <laughs> and, and interesting. But after about two hours of that one particular <laughs> course, I'm like, oh. <laughs> more homework more homework and then now i'm like welcoming where's the homework where's the homework i need a break um no but and i have another question though if i could um the online agreements so i i have a particular agent who really likes me to just set up the um, radon and the sewer and it's getting to be more regular that they want both she just wants both on every home i'm doing lately and i have a guy that does I, I have the certification, but I'm not spending five grand on equipment. So I have certification, but I, I pay uh, a company to do the radon testing and I pay a company to do the sewer scopes that I'm not trained in sewer. But um, so my question is, I have changed the online agreement and I've added um, where it says for the home inspection, I sit for the price for the home inspection. I've added to say for the home inspection, comma, radon testing, comma, sewer scope, blah, blah. And then I say how much that is. And then I added in my, um, report down, like after no item number 12, I mean, on the agreement, not the report, but on item number 12 is like something that they agree to. Then I added number 13 and number 14 and number 13 says, um, Radon testing will be done by Cutcliffe Radon Testing. All questions and inquiries should be made to this company at whatever address. Okay. And then number 14 point says all um, sewer scope will be performed by such and such company. All questions or comments or concerns should be directed towards this company at this address. That's it. That's all I list for. And then I'm relying on those companies to send contracts that they need to send to my client 
and right. they it seems to be working okay i just want to make sure legally is that does that sound appropriate where i've just kind of added that in because i know you have that ability to do that i can answer that but anybody else anybody else subcontract out and how do you handle the the legal things anybody do that okay so i used to do that and uh attorney is live to follow the money so the person who gets paid is responsible <laughs> so go to your attorney go to your attorney and make sure that you're a business attorney who's going to represent you when you get that phone call or email and that business attorney is going to reply to this really uh you know going to reply with a very good response that should squash everything that they're already familiar with what you're doing. So you don't have to start from scratch and explain to your business attorney what is going on while there's a complaint letter that you're both reading, right? So do this ahead of time. And it's gonna cost like a few hundred dollars. But you tell your business attorney, this is what I'm doing. Do you think this is the best way to handle it? And they will uh, guide you along the way. And the person who gets paid is usually the person who is going to be responsible ultimately. My sewer guy, my septic guy, I would collect the money, right? And I'd pay my septic person and I would schedule that septic person. I'd do all the scheduling. And then that septic person had something for the homeowner to read and sign. And that legal document had to be done um, at the site, right? But with, because, because the, um, uh, I deferred responsibility to the septic company. I handled everything else but the results of their inspection and their work was really in between um, those two people. So it was really complicated when you subcontract. It's a heck of a lot easier to just give a job away and not collect the money. Um, but um, your business attorney is critical in this because when there's something wrong, um, they will be like, oh, I know, no big deal. I got it. I understand what's going on with your business model and here's how we're gonna respond. So always go to your business attorney first okay. and it should be a local business attorney because I got sued a couple of times. You know, you go to small claims, it's no big deal. They'll know the attorneys or every, all the attorneys know each other kind of, you know, the good ones do. And they even know the judges in the small claims court and everybody in the court because they're in there, you know. So it's highly valuable to get a local uh, business attorney to advise you on all that stuff. Don't listen to me. Um, so Okay. And then also when I add an ancillary, um, do I send that agreement separate from my home inspection agreement? Because there's two place, there's a place to sign it. And yep. I did, and I had that attached, I bundled it and it looked funny. So I made yeah. it, I sent it separate. Yeah. It does look really long and weird. Right. So yeah. Um, some inspectors separate those. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. No big deal. Can you recommend a business attorney? <laughs> uh, no. Telling on myself. <laughs> but um, sometimes if you have a CPA, sometimes they know, right? Um, okay. If you have uh, any advisor or professional, um, friends and family know, um, other inspectors know, other businesses know, business attorneys. So it was really, that's one of the best things I ever did in the very beginning. Um, and uh, I just remember going to the office and their offices are always really big and their chairs are always leather and just to show that they make a lot of money and they do, but um, it's well worth it. Okay. Don't use home advisor. 
<laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> uh, Carlos, you asked, and I think it was Eugene or, or somebody had a good point. Somebody made a good point. I forget who it was. Uh, I forget. But Carlos, you know, one of the first steps to do, uh, you're in the very beginning stages, is to inspect your own home. Somebody inspected their own home and, and found a roof problem. Uh, so like inspecting, uh, uh, I still recall, I still remember it was many years ago, inspecting my own home before I did a first fee paid inspection. And I, I think I inspected my home at least 10, 20 times. I just wanted to crash and burn on my own and not uh, do it in front of a client, right? So, um, and that has uh, stayed with me for the rest of my life. Like everywhere I go, if I go to, I'm going to my mother-in-law's place in, in next week, I'm going to inspect her home. I'm going to see a grandmother's uh, a grandmother. And I'm going to inspect her home and her roof. Um, and you just keep inspecting no matter where you go as a home inspector. Uh, my wife will tell you that I'm always looking up when we go to a restaurant or, or a shopping mall or something. I'm always looking up like, uh, I wonder if that's a roof leak or something, you know, always inspecting. So, inspect, inspect without getting paid. And so you can screw up, especially with your software at the same time. Yes, sir, thank you. Yeah, Ben, uh, I say I was the one that talked about the roof. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, like, like you said, you know, if you're gonna crash and burn, um, you know, do it, you know, where you're familiar, where you're comfortable. You know, my, my next mock inspections, my sister lives in town, my parents live in town. And uh, I've also talked to my daughter plays travel softball. And, you know, and I've mentioned, you know, when all us parents are sitting around and just about every parent on my daughter's, you know, softball team, you know, they all want me to practice on their house. <laughs> You know, and I, I said, you know, when, when I get time, you know, I'll do everybody's, you know, obviously understanding that it's, you know, just practice and, you know, things like that. But that's, that's, that's the uh, approach I've taken is, you know, at least do it till you're comfortable with the people, you know, that aren't going to come back to you for any reason. Yep. And Aaron, what's your plan of attack? You have a full-time job. It takes a lot of time. Are you thinking of doing like, your first inspection on a Saturday morning or something? Yeah, right. Well, like right now, you know, I'm, I'm actually driving six days a week. Ah. And, uh, yeah, and that's, that's what makes it so difficult and why this has been dragged out for so long. Right. It's, you know, when I get a day off, you know, and I have enough time where I'm not, you know, dealing with, you know, other issues, you know, I, I'm trying to squeeze them in. Yep. You know, and if I get vacation time, you know, any, any time that I can grab where I have time, like I think this weekend I'll be able to do my next one. But beyond that, I just take it a day at a time. And, you know, if, if, a, if a run gets canceled, you know, I'll do my own again if I have to. Did anyone else like start off real slow? I'm sort of in the same predicament. I'm yeah. a, a local firefighter here in the, in the city. And I'm about three years from retirement and I'm have been looking at like what's next and what can I kind of segue into um, instead of sitting there twiddling my thumbs or going to clock in at some conveyor belt somewhere. Um, and this just seems to make sense to me. Um, but in the midst of between now and whenever I retire, just like 
um, Aaron, uh, having to find those days in between my shifts to go and do these inspections or whatever is, is what I've been kind of looking at, like scheduling and not being tied to an office, not being tied to a factory or warehouse or whatever, and, and having that freedom um, to make those appointments maybe one or two a day and not be overwhelmed having to do a full-time job in a second full-time job that I'm trying to get off the ground by being overwhelmed with making appointments and scheduling and having to show up and be there for four or five hours if necessary. Yeah, it's uh, it's so exciting uh, to do a, a nine o'clock Saturday morning home inspection and bring home 350 bucks in just a few hours. <laughs> then you're like, hmm, oh, that was that was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It also takes another two hours to go over the report and make sure it's perfect before you send it. Ah, I, I was not like that, Julie. So I, you are just too good. Um, I, I just, you know, you got to be fast. I don't, I'm, I'm blowing people off. I'm just being really efficient and, uh, I'm not there to, uh, uh, share everything that I know. I'm really there to, like I was, I was talking to another group to tell a story of the house. You know, you can take all day to tell the story of the house or you can take three hours. And I just gave myself three hours to tell this story and write it all out. Yeah, yeah I wanna be like that. I, I keep watching, I, I appreciate when you, that one training you did and you said how much time you spend in each room Man, that was a game changer for me oh, yeah. um, because I was spending way too much time in each room, but I didn't want to miss anything. And I had to realize I'm not missing anything. What am I doing? I'm just wasting my time in here, standing here, hoping to miss something. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it's all, it's, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is to make money. I mean, you know, we're in business to make money and then you can, if you make a lot of money, you can do good in the world, but you know, you got to make money in order to stay in business and have that freedom that Carlos is talking about. Um, so, uh, you have to manage your time in order to make, you can't waste your time. You can't waste your time during the inspection. You can't waste your time at home. Um, can't watch too much TV. Can't play too many video games because there's really a lot. It's all on you now. Um, unless you have a business partner, um, you got to do everything, uh, especially in the beginning, you're a jack of all trades. Um, I don't even know what that means, but you're, you're doing everything, you know, and uh, it's really difficult in the beginning to get going. And I was just fortunate a long time ago. Well, I've changed careers a couple of times and uh, I was able to save enough money in order to like live for a little bit in order to do that transition. I did a cut. I just completely cut. I never had an overlap. I uh, never experienced that. That may have been a good thing for me or bad, but to go from one full-time job to another full-time business of my own business, it was always that cut. And then you just can't sleep at night and you work, work 24 seven and things like that. So it's really stressful. So yeah, I feel for people who are trying to figure out how to balance, how to go from one to another. And um, I love hearing stories of, of you know, uh, inspectors being successful in doing that. So I have a full-time job currently and yeah. I'm a full-time inspector. Wow. Um, I have, I have the privilege of kind of making my own hours. Um, 
doing kind of what I want. I'm salaried at my other job, so I I get to make my hours and do what I want as long as I hit them, you know, then nobody complains. And it works out to where I'm super flexible. And then I always turn around my reports the same night. I don't wait on them, sit on them, things like that. Yep. You know, it, I know that the realtors that I do work with, they all love the fact that they don't have to wait three or four days for an inspection report. They're getting it that night and they know it. Yep. So. And most reports, thanks Robert. Most report uh, systems, right? will give you a summary. Maybe you can do a summary um, immediately and then write the full report later on. Uh, so it looks good. Um, by the way, uh, I know just about every owner of all the software companies, they all will tell me, and I don't think it's no big deal to disclose, but hardly anybody reads the full report. They have the data on it and they know that hardly anybody reads the full report. They only read it when you're in front of a judge or there's a, there's a complaint. So you have to write a good full report, but what they're actually using is the summary to um, take action upon. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, do any of you use the uh, apps that are on your phones or tablets or whatever to help with your inspections and kind of segue for uh, making your reports? I ran through um, the app store last night on my phone and, and saw about five or six uh, that could be utilized for doing home inspections. I wonder if, if that was a tool that you guys use or did you just go, like you said, old school and the, um, a format that you've already created uh, from the, the Anachi site or how does that go? For, for I, use, I use a tablet and 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 Spectora on that tablet, but because I use a cloud, I can just sync it to my desktop. So I do about half of it there, the easy stuff, and the harder stuff. Um, I go home and and finish it on my desktop, drag and drop. I plug it in, drag the pictures over, and just pop it in the report. Make sure all my wording's right, and send it on. I pretty much do the same thing that Gary's doing. I use a uh, Apple uh, tablet, a full-size tablet with Spectora on it. And I spend about two weeks going over all of my forms and doing my customizations before I, I started out. And I ran them through my business attorney down in Florida uh, and, and had them all scoped out. So I was ready to go. Uh, I didn't like some of the templates. Uh, some of them were great, but there were one or two that I really felt needed to be tweaked and adjusted and, and some things added on. And as times change now, you know, like with COVID, uh, I've had to add, you know, a liability um, waiver there for, for COVID as well onto that platform. So I find it really robust for what they charge. And, and I'm just doing their monthly $99 uh, subscription because I'm not using their website. Um, but some of these have a way of tying in a scheduler into it. So it's all inclusive into one loop um, sort of processing and workflow. And, and that's really helpful too. Um, but you really need to kind of research them and pick out what works best for you. Because in the end, you're going to be the one writing the report. And if you're not comfortable with the software or the process flow, you know, you need to find something that's going to not only get the job done, but it's going to save you time because your time is your business. Awesome. Thank you. There was a young lady um, on the site as well, CPI certified. 
and she was saying that she takes at least 100 pictures per inspection. Is, is that the average? or I find that quite low. I, yeah. I, I rarely take anything below 200. Wow. Rare. And a lot of what I do is also with video. Um, shy of putting a personal webcam on me and walking around or crawling up underneath the house or walking the roof, I video just about everything I do because I can make audio notations as I go along. And like Ben was saying, you know, I can stick my screwdriver down in a windowsill and I can probe for wood rot and I can show them as I'm doing it. So if you ever have anything that comes back onto you, you'll get a much more detailed explanation out of a video than you ever will a still photo. And still photos don't always translate well when you're going to print out the report on a PDF, depending upon who prints it out. You know, they could have bad toner in the printer and the picture may look drastically different in the contrast and they may not be able to see what you're trying to explain. So having a great camera is, is a big part of that, but also doing a lot of video can, can save you a lot of grief. That's just my take. Well, the other cool thing about Spectorin is you get um, buy free inspections with it. So you can download it, play with it all day long. As long as you don't submit it, you can delete it and redo it as many times as you want. So, I mean, that's, probably the best thing to do. And I was playing with it last week and I'm, I'm amazed by what, what's on it in general. Guys, uh, everybody's talking about Spectora. Did anybody had any uh, experience with the Home Inspector Pro? Because I've been looking around and, uh, you know, I made up my mind that this is where I'm, I'm going to use, but uh, I, I don't see anybody talking about it. Am I going the wrong direction here? I've used Home Inspector Pro. It's actually on my uh, iPhone. It works on a mobile device. Uh, it works well. Um, I find that um, when you choose a home inspection software and you start to investing your time, it's hard to jump ship. So I think you're, you'll be just fine. I like yeah. the features. I like um, it. Uh, the report looks very good. Uh, to be honest, I like it more, better than Spectora. And the prices are way, way cheaper. That's why sometimes I wonder, am I missing something? Hmm. They have a one-time fee, you buy the software, and, and almost that's it. And they do updates every couple of years. If you want to buy them, you can. If you don't, don't. So, I think some of us are using Spectora, not just for the reporting software itself, but like I think someone else said in there was, uh, I, use it, I, I use it on my website. You go to my uh, Get a Quote. Inspectora on that on that page and you can put in your address and put in there you got a crawl space or a slab on grade and it takes you through the process ask you the questions and you got a quote right there you hit submit and you've booked a you've booked your your inspection right there from my website and that's all through Spectora and it, uh, it pops up on my calendar I do my process payment processing everything's through Spectora for me and that's why I'm paying a hundred bucks a month for it and yeah. the five free was helpful because I used three on family just to get used to it. And then I had two paid on it. And now I just paid for my, um, my first month subscription last week. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it all boils down to, for me, it's the integration ability of Spectora. Yeah. Because of the scheduling and the whole suite. Yes. Of, yes. Yeah, you it. get a much more robust package. For, the, the right. Part yeah. 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 Okay. Plus, there's also um, text, uh, automated texts, I believe, through Spectora. Um, John's saying, yeah. So yes. nowadays, people love texting. 
uh, little little reminders or confirmations or just say hello. And um, so the back end of your report software, uh, if it's good, has uh, all these features to help um, with automation, systems, scheduling, payments, uh, making sure that the report isn't uh, available until you're paid, uh, things like that. Yeah. So I use HomeGage. Um, initially, I had actually built my own software, but I got a lot of feedback on it because it was PDF form and it was very difficult to create a repairs addendum off of that. Um, and people are the realtors around here are very spoiled to home gauges, uh, creative repairs list. So I had to jump ship and get with that. And that's what I use now. And I actually see a lot more up, uh, business uptake because of that, uh, repairs list and how easy it is to make it. Now, I don't know if Spectora does that or, Yeah, with Spectora, you can do that uh, through the customization on, on the forms, but you would have to, uh, you could take an existing template and, and integrate it into it and then edit it as you see fit, or you could do it on the fly. Um, but you can do that. Well, how about if we wrap this up? One final uh, question, Naren, I wanted to ask. I just remember it now. Yeah, in, you were mentioning that at one point in time you were doing an inspection like two people in the same, at the same time, right? Yeah. Uh, how would you do that using a software, by the way? Uh, the, the, I think all of them, all of the good ones, you can have multi-inspectors writing on the same report. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. And it's more efficient to have more than uh, one person or it's uh, by experience like from which one are you comfortable more comfortable with i mean does it really save you time if it's two people or maybe even complicated uh well i'll answer then maybe other people can answer so for me it's it was all about math we actually figured out that we can make more money and provide a good inspection experience um having one person do the home inspection until that size of the inspection was too big and you need more than one person there. So I've, I've done inspections with three people, two people and one people, and we made more money. We had a, a larger profit margin. We made, we grossed more and we made more money uh, with profit uh, by having one person at the inspection. It's so nice to have an assistant, but that costs, was it cost you? Well, you have to figure out with math. So, um, uh, that's my answer. You have to figure out with math uh, how much uh, can you do two inspections uh, a day? Can you do three inspections a day? Can you do with one person doing it, with two people? And, and it's all about math. Okay, thank you. All right. This was a lot of fun. I love this stuff. Uh, you know, uh, I love hanging out with home inspectors, best people in the whole world. And uh, I really enjoyed our time together. Um, I hope you found value in it. I know I did. I know that there's going to be more coaching sessions in the future. You can sign up for them if you like, or we can, we can keep seeing each other, um, whatever you want to do. Please feel free to reach out to anyone on staff if you need help with anything. If you can't find 
the resource or the thing that you need, or you just need uh, to bang some crazy ideas off of uh, somebody, uh, feel free to take advantage of the 36 people who work full-time at Internachi. They all work for you. That's one of the great benefits of being a member of Internachi. You have dozens of people who will answer your questions because that's their job to help you. So um, I'm glad everyone is staying healthy and safe. I'll see everybody uh, next time. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you. Thank you. See you all. Awesome. Thank you.